How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Update for Monday, July, sorry, August the 9th. My friends, I hope you had a tremendous weekend, and uh, let's talk about everything that happened in video games in that time. First of all is the announcement that development has ceased on a game called Kerbal Space Program. Now, we knew already that this game already had its last major update, and they've just been doing some fixes here and there ever since. But now they've said, hey, sustained development on KSP is no longer, and we're turning our attention to KSP 2. And I don't know, I guess I just wanted to celebrate Kerbal Space Program having existed for the last 10 years. You know, having the legs that it did. It was a game that, you know, existed before Steam's early access program, and is probably one of the most community-driven kind of cult-following games out there. I'll tell you, if you've ever had a dream of having a space flight simulator, Kerbal Space Program is your game. And certainly in the current state that it's in, you don't have to wait for the sequel to come out. Especially because the sequel has been going through some turbulence with its development. It's changed developers a few times, and it's also slated for 2022, so you're gonna have to wait a bit. Either way, big props to that game, and uh, hopefully it goes on to bigger and better things. Okay, there's been some issues recently around a game you might have heard of called Pokemon Go, and this was kind of developing over the course of last week. So when COVID first kicked off, you know, the developers Niantic were like, hey, we need to keep this game alive when everybody is not leaving their house. And so they made a number of changes, and one of those changes was to increase the distance it takes in order to access a Pokestop, which is just a point of interest in the game. It, it gets you resources. Well, not only was that a smart health decision, but it was also great for their business. Pokemon Go did better in 2020 than any other year, besides maybe the few weeks after it launched. But now, as the, I guess, COVID restrictions are lifting, particularly in the United States, they've also started to lift some of these health and safety measures in the game. And so they're going back to the pre-pandemic distances for Pokestops. That's basically the, the major issue. There are other issues involved with this. And this has gotten the community pretty upset, and I think justifiably so. There was a petition that got over 100,000 signees, but it also turned out that some people just liked this addition even without the COVID stuff. I mean, health and safety is very important at this point, and I think it might be a little early to lift those uh, changes. But there's these other great points that are being brought up, like, hey, people with accessibility issues used to not be able to play this game because they couldn't get to the Pokestops, and you know, increasing the distances actually helped them. And I think just in general, people were finding that the pre-pandemic distances were just a little too close for comfort. So Niantic had no choice but to respond to this in some way, and they never really said anything. It was a pretty long message, and all they said was, we're going to look into it. So it's not looking optimistic for that community, but who knows, maybe it'll, maybe it'll turn out. Either way, if that was something that you were disappointed by, uh, rest assured, you're not alone. Evil Dead The Game has been delayed until next year. So it was originally coming out this year, and they've pushed it to February. Now, if you didn't hear about this, uh, it is a co-op shooter. It was initially announced at the Game Awards last year. And I guess the good news to come out of this is that the extra time is going to allow them to implement a single-player mode. So it's not going to be just co-op the entire time. That's pretty much all the news. But uh, if you're into Evil Dead, it's going to be releasing on all platforms in February, hopefully. Okay, and our last bit of news here from Bloomberg is that the creators of South Park have pretty much confirmed that they're going to be making another game in the franchise, 
and this time it's going to be 3D. That's all we know because it was kind of a footnote of a recent massive influx of cash that they got. So they got like this $900 million deal, which was going to give them six more seasons of the show, or six more years of the show at least, 14 movies. And then with that money, they're also investing into more stuff. So that includes a documentary series, apparently, and a a video game. So there you go, folks. That's the news. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. I'd also like to give a big thank you to Anthony for leaving me a five-star review. And Anthony also mentioned that the show has not been playing on his Flash Briefing. I've been hearing this a lot, folks. If you're listening to this on ALEXA Flash Briefings, unfortunately, I am doing everything I can, but there's only so much I can do. Uh, if you're having issues, I promise you it's it's Amazon, it's it's not me. I'm looking into alternatives right now. So once again, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, yeah, I wanted to lead today with Kerbal Space Program because I think it's just such a landmark game. I think it's one of those games that intersects with another industry so well. In this case, science and and astronomy, right? And that's where I'm, like, so fascinated because KSP is very much, like, it's science-based. I mean, I, I think so. I mean, it very much is extremely complicated to play that game. I find it so difficult to even grasp my head around launching a rocket into space. And they do well enough with the tutorials and stuff like that, but... Every time I tried to play it many, many years ago, I would get, like, just into orbit, and then anything past that was too much, let alone building my own ship and managing the tech tree and stuff like that. Uh, that was too much. The game had a charm to it, and that's what made me keep playing, and, and the, the fascination of, you know, controlling a rocket ship and putting it into space was so extremely, very, very fun. Just very, very difficult. And so anyway, I think simulators like this, I think there's such a place for them. I think about Microsoft Flight Simulator or Farming Simulator. You know, I I think those are so fascinating because they're almost not really games. Like, they are games, but they're more like experiences. They just happen to fall under the game's banner more often than not. And, I mean, KSP very much was a little bit more gamified. It had a tech tree. It had these little green aliens that were running around, which were always very fun to control. And you could name them. Anyway, I think what KSP 2 needs is... Pretty much exactly what Crusader Kings 3 did. And granted, I haven't played the first KSP in a very long time, so they might have improved this over time. But at least when I was playing it, there was not great tutorials, and there was not great ramping up of an experience. You had to be very interested in spaceflight if you wanted to succeed at the game. And that was kind of the same thing with Crusader Kings 2. It was often revered as one of the best strategy games of all time, and it also took 20-plus hours to learn. I think that's still the case with with. Crusader Kings 3, but they did a really great job at, like, making really awesome tooltips, and the tutorial was super in-depth, and they simplified some systems, and they made the UI way more intuitive. And there's only so much that you can slap on to a 10-year-old game. I think KSP 2, I think, I mean, I'm sure it's going to do a lot of expansionary stuff that longtime fans of the series are going to want, but then also I think it's there to to capture a new audience who weren't onboarded to the first one, who who failed at grasping the game, like me, but are interested in the concept. And hey, I mean, I think it's it's a successful idea, if they can pull it off. Crusader Kings 3 is pretty much Crusader Kings 2, but with better looking stuff. 
as far as I know, the content isn't even really all up that up to match with with CK2 because I mean they worked on CK2 for a very long time. They added a ton of stuff to it. But CK3 sold absolutely way better, and they managed to get on the Game Pass and stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see what what comes out of that uh, sequel. And uh, hey, I think that's all for today. Thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciated. Back with all of the news tomorrow, as long as there is some. And until then, farewell. <laughs>